Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today, which is August 19th, 2015. We're going to be talking with Kathy Strand. And she's the co-author of a book, which is called The 14-Day Gluten-Free Guide. It's uh, the fast track for your body to lose weight and to beat disease and to look amazing. I mean, seriously, how many of us have food problems or we're not feeling well or we're just not willing to go along with the flow of mainstream thinking? Well, this is your show today. Let me bring Kathy onto our show now. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Denise. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy. Well, this is just going to be so enlightening for our listeners to learn, uh, especially about gluten and how to live a gluten-free life. I like to start my show out by asking my guest, how did you get on the path that you're on today? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for asking that because five years ago, um, I, I I just started to get really ill. Um, I have to say that uh, I thought it was healthy. <laughs> this is what's so interesting. So all the things that I'm going to share today, well, I can't share everything that I've learned along the path in the last five years, but I'll share the bulk of it and try to share it because I love talking to people about what works for me and works for thousands of other people and it's just a passion so five years ago uh, in fact it was New Year's Eve in fact well uh, yeah it was just like at 12 midnight when it turned uh, 2010 I had the strangest experience I almost passed out and I got up to go to the bathroom and I almost passed out and I couldn't figure out what was going on I, it scared me half to death and um, so that that spurred me to find out. It didn't happen again, but other things started happening. And it all came down to my digestion, just to cut to the chase of it. It was years and years of antibiotic uh, abuse, I think, along with, well, I was kind of raised on junk food. I don't know. <laughs> Most of us in the 60s and 70s, our par- our, our moms really didn't know any better. And so I was pretty much raised on breakfast cereals and instant breakfast, a lot of sugary things for breakfast and lunch. She always made a good dinner, bless her heart. With six kids, it wasn't easy. So we always had a homemade cooked dinner, 
but the rest of it was ter- terrible. And then when I was in college, I didn't have a serious acne problem, just a few pimples, but I just thought it was just I didn't like it. So I went to the to the school nurse uh, there at Cal State Fullerton, and in those days you had free medical care as a college kid. So I got antibiotics to get rid of those uh, pimples, and I didn't realize that it it was a long course, two months of antibiotics, and I think that's what started all of my issues into my 20s, 30s, 40s, and um, I had no period for a year. I thought it was great, but now oh my I know gosh. that was not great. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. No. Yeah, uh-uh. no period. Uh, and um, uh. they thought, well, I don't know. We Were don't you real thin? Problem. No, Were you no, real I wasn't thin. thin. Huh. No, I was not. No. no, 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 but it was because I don't know exactly. I never heard of anyone had that experience from antibiotics. It cleared up my skin, but... Now I know that it probably did terrible, and you don't see it right away. See, that's the thing with with antibiotics or junk food. You don't really, you don't really have any immediate results. But down the road, you start getting well. Why am I having back problems? And why am I having these bowel issues? And why am I having? Well, there's no. We don't really connect the dots until you start having a huge amount of problems, like I did five years ago. So I slowly began, and let me just back up and say, Denise, like this this nutritional path and this health path is a process, right? You don't, let's not beat ourselves up and like, I don't ever want to be the messenger of deprivation and like, okay, you've got to change overnight. These things happen right. slowly. It did for me. Sure. And most of the people sure. that I talk to, it's slow, it's and, but you get really motivated when you're when you're sick and you don't feel well. And I don't mm-hmm. want anyone to get to that point. So, sure. So, um, so yeah. So I started learning, reading. Um, let me back up and say that um, I was born with a, a kind of uh, retin, uh, a retinal cancer called retinoblastoma. So, by the time I was two years old, I was totally blind. And um, to me, that was this to me that really wasn't a big issue for my family it was a terrible thing and for people my relatives mm-hmm. it was scary and sad and and yet i remember being an inspiration to people even though i was just doing average everyday things but to them it was huge mm-hmm. like they expected me to sit in a corner rocking back and forth i don't know but i'm just not that kind of a person and so mm-hmm. i just led a normal life so what I love to do is um, kind of use that inspiration in an indirect sure. way because in order to be healthy, we have to be, go back to cooking and preparing our own meals because mm-hmm. I always joke around and say gluten-free can really ma- basically just say junk-free because if we can just stop eating all the packaged junk out there mm-hmm. uh, that we've become so reliant on, we will naturally go to eating less gluten and more healthy whole foods our grandmothers would recognize. So I don't know if that answers your question, but, yeah, it's it was a process. It was a growing experience quite a journey. for me to get home. Quite a, quite a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and then what promoted you to write your book, The 14-Day Gluten-Free Guide? 
Well, I was um, I was on a coaching uh, program for my website uh, with another woman. She lives in Australia, Roz Andrews, who's just right now starting on a this multi continent uh, travel uh, trip. She's going to be gone for two months, or she'd be here because she would be able to probably talk on the phone at the same time, even though she's on the other side of the world. It's uh, sure. tomorrow, I think, in Australia. Yeah, she'd be able to do it, but she's. You know, starting to Europe and then to America and then to Canada. So she's um, she's an amazing person. So anyway, we we realized we both had the same passion about nutrition. She too had a terrible experience with digestion. So we decided to get together and um, and write this book. And it, okay. it's been it's just been a fun friendship to to do this together. Sure. So yeah. So tell um, tell us so what is the process for for becoming gluten free? Well, I think one of the biggest things to do, one of the most important steps to take, is to don't believe us or believe any other person. Try you know kind of use your body as an experiment. If you have some weight problems or you're not quite where you want to be um, with your body, or you've got some health issues. Maybe you're having some problems with your digestion, your IBS or or the opposite way. Maybe you're having uh, runny stools. Or let's say you've got some skin issues or headaches, asthma even. The uh, reactions to gluten or other processed foods in your diet can cause a lot of the symptoms that we think are not related to what we're eating. That's how the doctor will treat you. You go in for asthma, oh, okay, they'll give you all kinds of problem uh, medications for that. If you go in with headaches, they don't really ask you what you're eating. They try to treat it with muscle relaxants and medication. So look at those issues and say, okay, maybe, maybe it's my diet. Let's try going gluten-free for 14 days. That's part of the reason why we named the guide 14 days because that's an optimal time. That's a good amount of time to see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how your body reacts when you're not eating wheat, especially wheat, especially mm-hmm. the modern wheat, which has been so hybrid. To and you know, the reason they have made it so hybrid uh, with so much gluten is because of the fast, the uh, processed food industry, because we want that fluffy muffin, that fluffy bagel, that huge, uh, that spongy. Ah. Right. So that's what weed is all about. They're very powerful. The fast the I keep saying fast food. Well, they are fast food, but the, the processed food industry are very very powerful and they work with the farmers and they work with the agricultural um industry. So so weed mm-hmm. is really not a good to eat. So but if you can just eliminate wheat, rye and barley and even maybe all grains for a period of two weeks and just see how you do. Instead, eat uh, you, sweet potatoes or regular potatoes or use um, use spaghetti squash instead of pasta. We have all kinds of ideas in the book. Plus, uh, once you get on uh-huh. our email list uh, at kathystrand.com or theglutenfreegirls.com, then you can... Um, start learning all these little great tips. By the way, at the end of the show, I want to give this really great dessert recipe because... Okay, that'd be great. I I want to tell you, 
I want to share with this that, you know what, I don't believe you have to feel deprived. And when we start eating healthy foods that taste good and satisfy our natural desire to eat healthfully, let's say you're, you know, you're feeling hungry in the middle of the day. Eating one or two uh-huh. boiled eggs, I'm telling you, if you eat really good eggs like from the farmer's market that are you sure. know, raised, raised for a chicken that's out there and, you know, doing what a chicken does. Okay, so a properly raised mm-hmm. egg. It is so satisfying. You are full for hours, and that's just 80 calories, and it has all the great fats and all the great, even omega-3s and a good healthy egg. So, yeah. so if you get lo- your body to have the right stuff. I know, I know, I love mm-hmm. it. So if you get the butter, then you can make healthy desserts too. You will not miss the potato chips and the junk. And um, you can eat, this is what's so fun about what I'm learning, is that you can eat foods that are so-called junk foods that, that are healthy. Like you can fry foods, but just fry them in coconut oil. You can make healthy homemade fry uh, French fries at home but use coconut oil. Or you can eat hot dogs, but get the grass-fed hot dogs. I think Applegate is a really good one that you can trust that doesn't have any of the preservatives in it that are dangerous, nitrates and so on, Um, and dark chocolate. So um, those are three junk foods that you can feel good about eating. But you know, I, I use that word loosely because it's considered junk food. Like <laughs> sure. people hear about coconut sure. oil, right? Coconut oil or butter. Um, I have a really fun group of posts that talk about getting off Twinkies because Twinkies, oh my gosh, other <laughs> processed food, other processed food is really the true cause of heart disease. So if you Google mm-hmm. getting off Twinkies and then Kathy Strand or just Kathy, you're going to go to this really great article oh. um, that I have oh, which talks good. about getting off Twinkies because it <laughs> has this really graphic explanation in there. You know, a healthy person might go, of course I don't eat Twinkies, but it's so much of the other junk food that we think are healthy like Cliff Bars and all the health food bars that we think are healthy, but really they're glorified candy bars if you really look at the ingredients. So mm-hmm. so we can make our own stuff, and it really doesn't take that long to prepare healthy food at home. Um, we can talk about the uh, really great way to make a, a salad taste good and be like a meal in itself, or we can talk about how to cook big, um, I call it cook, cook big, freeze small. So you don't have to cook a lot. Like I very seldom ever cook. I, I like maybe twice a week, I cook and then I use the soup and the rest of the stuff that I make to thaw and rewarm on the stove. So yeah, that's a so lot of stuff. So what right is there. your what's your typical um, week like of eating and preparation? Okay, I yeah, think our listeners would idea. like to know. Great, great question. So. In the you know when the winter time you feel like eating soups and stews. So what I do is uh, I like to on week on the weekends uh, get a big chicken that I get from the farmers market that's organically grown and it it's I don't buy it from the grocery store I buy it from the farmers market, and so then I take that chicken and I prepare it in a crock pot or I put it on the stove and so that it's gonna 
get render all that great uh, broth that I use later. Plus, then I you can use the chicken oh, as well. Oh, okay. So I've uh-huh. got I use a crock pot chicken, too. and I've got mm-hmm. yeah, and it's even even the summertime it doesn't use a lot. You don't get the lot a lot of the heat that goes all over mm-hmm. the kitchen. So in fact, mm-hmm. I have a chicken right now in the crock pot for that reason. <laughs> so <laughs> what else so, do you yeah. throw in with then, it? Well, just the chicken, um, so you can you get can the broth. Or, or I put pot- um, right. Most of the time, I don't even put anything in there except for you know what I do. I use a lot of seaweed, and I didn't realize seaweed. I didn't start using seaweed till about a year ago. But we mm-hmm. need minerals. We are desperate for minerals. Yeah. And you can't. The tea seaweed does not taste gross or bad at all. I used to think, oh, what is that going to taste like? But once it gets all into the juices and the meat, it actually tastes amazing. And then you know you're getting really fantastic minerals that we're missing in our food. And is, it a specific, um, is, it a, is it a specific type of seaweed or just seaweed? Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll look up the names of it because I'm, uh, while we're talking, because I don't know I'm off the top because I, when I get them at Mother's, I just, um, you can get them at Whole Foods. Oh, yeah, too. I shop there too. I shop there also. Yeah. Um, but I think minerals are such a key to health. Um, they are. That if we don't get them, then we are, uh, we're going to feel, we're going to start craving food. We'll start, mm-hmm. that, that's part of the problem with craving food. So I'm looking them up here. But So anyway, so what I do is I take that, the broth and I make soup. I freeze some of it and then I, I mm-hmm. use the rest of it in the soup as a base. I like to have a tomato base to even my vegetable soups. That's just me. That's I love that taste. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get a um, I get a brand that I really like, Lucini, that doesn't have any sugar in it and it has mm-hmm. pretty good olive oil in it. So that's what I use for my base. And then I throw in my soup, I have lots of cabbage, I use mushrooms, I use carrots, I use um, any kind of vegetable that you really like and that you're mm-hmm. going to eat and that your family will like. I use mm-hmm. um, a lot of fresh basil. Um, yeah, if you I don't that. have that, dried basil, just all your favorite mm-hmm. herbs. See, to me, it, yep. you can't go wrong. It's a big junk. It, you, you can't make it. You can't go wrong on it. Make just, just junk it up. Make it just. You cannot go wrong on it. And then, and even if you do, you don't quite like the taste. You just do it again. And so, mm-hmm. to me, you have to be willing to make mistakes. That's one of the keys and kind of change your mind about cooking. Is you have to be willing to. And most of the time, you're not going to make a mistake. I think baking is the hardest thing. Now, that you have to follow the recipe. You just have to follow a recipe when it comes to baking. And to bake gluten-free, use coconut flour or or nut flours. Um, Getting back to the seaweeds. So here's some that I use. Kombu, K-O-M-B-U, kombu. Or wakame, W-A-K-A-M-E. That's why I have to write these things down because they don't just come off your tongue. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I recognize another those one that's, brands. Yeah, I hear them. You hear them. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. H-I-J-I-K-I. So what we're doing when we use seafood, mm-hmm. I mean seaweed, <laughs> seafood too, but seaweed in these <laughs> kinds of recipes, is that you're getting minerals that are not in the soil anymore. Because, well, for a lot of reasons. I won't really go into all that. Sure. But 
so you're not getting even our even the animals that are grazing, even when you eat organic grass fed uh meat that they're not even getting the full amount of minerals that they used to get. So we must supplement with mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. by using sea vegetables or seaweed and or take a good supplement too. It's hard to find good magnesium supplements, but I talk about it at my blog. I talk a lot about the best source for um, for that. So then um, in the summertime, what, what I like to do for salads is you want to make it um, – Add warm things to your salad as well. Get your greens that you like, your spring mix, or whatever greens you like, your crunchy stuff like carrots and celery and onions, all the usual suspects, right? But then what really makes it fun is that you can add grilled vegetables to it or warm potatoes that are already steamed or boiled even. Then layer that. Um, sautéed mushrooms, I did that for our salad yesterday, your protein, then you have fresh herbs like basil or cilantro. Definitely use a lot of olive oil and uh, apple cider vinegar or make your own, you know, you can even add herbs to that, you know, make your own dressings. I believe in just making your own dressings. And so then when you layer it with these warm things, even brown rice, because that doesn't have any gluten. If If you can stand, if you can... You know, after 14 days, you can introduce back, you know, brown rice. And in a little while, I'll tell you a secret way to make it even more digestible that a lot of people don't know. This is from our our traditional, you know, ways in which ancestors, our ancestors prepared grains. When you add all those things to the salad, they are so much more satisfying than just greens, crunchy sure, greens, even though sure. they're good for you. Also, people yeah, really need to know that you don't want to just have no oil on your salad like I used to do that in, you know way back in the 80s when I didn't we did we thought fat was the enemy absolutely mm-hmm. not the more the more healthy fat you eat in fact I have my one of my favorite uh blogs um that I learned so much from her Sarah Pope from um healthy healthy uh what is it called healthy home Economist. That's that's what she is. Healthy home economist. I love her. I love sharing other people who were influential with to mm-hmm. me. She mm-hmm. t- she had ta- has a book out called uh, Get Your Fats Straight because she thinks she has found that the more butter, healthy butter that she eats, the thinner she stays. So who would have thought that? Like back in the eighties. But healthy, good butter mm-hmm. is yeah. I've heard that. Important. I've heard that, and I always use real. I always use cooking oil and real butter. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's really. I use cooking oil on everything. Thing. Oh my gosh, on your <laughs> I put skin, it in everything, right? Everything. No, but I mean, have have you ever like scrambled eggs with with coconut oil? I do that, and they come out it's really so fluffy. Good. Fluffy uh-huh. and in in any kind of desserts that you make and this this dessert I'm going to give it at the very end um it makes desserts taste so good it gets that coating on it when you especially when you refrigerate the uh, coconut oil you know how remember uh-huh. in the old days I we used to eat the well I don't eat them anymore but the ice cream with the coconut I mean the chocolate covering that crunch it's crunchy you know that coating well that's uh-huh. what coconut oil does. When yeah, you put no, it in it's just awesome. It's just awesome. Yeah. What would you What would you recommend um, 
eating mm-hmm. for those people who travel? Oh, that's a fun question. My husband and I are uh, going on a cruise. We haven't been on a away for a while, so we're real excited. We're going on a cruise. Can you, can you imagine? Doesn't cruise equal tons of food and eating? Oh, my and, gosh. So, it absolutely does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. And and, and it's funny because uh, five years ago, I mean, if I were, when I went on, on cruises, I would never pass up dessert. I would always have dessert no matter what. And um, I now know what to do so I don't feel tempted on that because you can have some desserts on cruises. I'm not saying you should ever, never, but it's going to be, you know, processed junk usually. So anyway, what do you do? Okay, here's what you do. You you you're very discerning you have to be discerning um you, you kind of have to go away from the mainstream because in in a restaurant or on a cruise or traveling you're going to be definitely presented with all kinds of temptations but for me it's i want to be healthy and i i don't want to be i don't want to have the symptoms come back and so to me i'm motivated so I think at first, if you're just starting out, you probably want to do it when you know you're going to be around at home for a good couple weeks to a month, and eating out probably only if you know the restaurant can be your, you know, your you can be really discerning. So traveling right away when you're first starting out is probably not the best idea. But if you're, you know, you really got it down and you really know what to do, then you're going to feel really confident because you you order you know your olive olive oil and vinegar for your dressing cuz they'll do that uh easy no problem uh you're going to want to order healthy grains like brown rice and um i also know your body like for me my husband and i luckily we're the same we can eat a lot of carbs like we can eat potatoes and sweet potatoes some people are going to have they can't um they don't, they need to eat less eat less carbs so in that case, you know, you'll have to really pile on the green vegetables and steamed vegetables and, and grilled vegetables and and maybe just a little of the brown rice and the and the potatoes and such. But so we're pretty good with that. We can eat quite a bit of the you know baked potatoes and the ste- the uh, steamed ve- uh, potatoes or however they make it, mashed potatoes and so on. And um, in terms of desserts, like I, when I go on cruises, I kind of bring my chocolate. That seems to be a real big satisfying uh, thing for me. So if I have my own chocolate, I know that I can maybe have yeah, strawberries good. and cream there as a dessert, uh-huh. right? That can't. Uh-huh. That doesn't uh-huh. hurt bad. That's fine. Strawberries and cream or sure. berries and cream. And then uh-huh. later, uh-huh. before bed, or because I can eat stuff like that, I'm fine. I have my chocolate with a cup of tea. <laughs> And to me, that is so satisfying, a cup of tea with chocolate. And so if you're traveling, so if you're traveling, you basically, um, if you're going to be giving up all breads or anything that's associated with wheat, it's, you, would, uh-huh. you would be eating vegetables, fruits, and brown rice, yeah. potatoes. So, and um, yeah. well, you can have white rice too, right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And um, it's really fascinating when you start reading about grains because um, uh-huh. brown brown rice, um, even though it has more vitamins, 
it does it's really high in what they call phytic acid. So what mm-hmm. I do with my brown rice and I'll get in this is really fun information because it doesn't really take that much more time. It just takes one step and then the and then you soak it overnight and here's how you do it. You use an acid environment like you take your brown rice and you pour water over it. Let's just make sure you cover the whole, the brown rice completely. And then you mm-hmm. add a tablespoon or so of apple cider vinegar and let that sit overnight and cover cover the container and let it sit overnight and then you drain it and then rinse it good and then you prepare it however you want to prepare it. That will eliminate a lot of the phytic acid in it. Whereas white uh, oh, okay. rice doesn't have any of that. White rice has none of it. So you can eat mm-hmm. white rice and I like to eat it sometimes with sushi and with this new mm-hmm, thing, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with with poke. Have you had this Hawaiian style ahi? We just had that the other night, and it's so delicious if it's made right and it's fresh. Mm-hmm, some, people like, mm-hmm. some people don't like it, but it's really fun to eat that. So, but yeah, brown or uh, white rice is a, is a really good thing to to have if you're traveling. Yeah, and there's a lot of different. Uh, there's a lot of different variations of it. How about risotto? Um, that's probably kind of a right. I think that's fine. Sure. And if you add some yeah. butter to it, yeah. you're not going to mm-hmm. get the blood mm-hmm. sugar rise. You do with some. Some people, if they are really sensitive to their blood sugar issues and they've got some insulin problems, then they they need to watch that and maybe take their blood sugar and see how they react. That's what I say to that. Yeah. Okay. So um, that makes good sense. One of the things that we, one of the things that we talk about in the book, and it's it's a really interesting topic that most people. This is one of the biggest biggest mistakes that people make when they try going gluten free, and that is that they think, "Wow, look at all this wonderful stuff at the grocery store. I can just get gluten free cookies and gluten free." crackers and gluten-free you know, macaroni and cheese. I don't know. It's just a monster uh, market right now with from the regular <laughs> yeah, is. food industry, right? So uh-huh. um, just be careful. Those are not healthy, and they are just as bad or not maybe even worse um, as the regular conventional because what they put in mm-hmm. that is tapioca starch and other really it just really shoots up your blood sugar. So sad to say that's not going to be the best solution. And just to me that there's so many other whole foods that you can have instead of the muffins and the bagels and the wheat stuff that really you don't really Yeah, know. we haven't talked about we nuts. Talked about you know, we haven't. We haven't talked about eating nuts. Oh, that is so filling. Gr- that is so filling and satisfying. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Right, those are great, great, pro- great proteins. Right, and it keeps you full for a long period of time. That's really nice that you can eat. Like when we eat, um, this is how we prepare our oatmeal in the morning. Um, and this is another thing about our grains. You don't have to do this, but we have found it to be really great in terms of digestion, and that's that we soak it overnight, again, like we do the brown rice. So you just overnight, before you go to bed, while you're doing other your other chores, before you go to sleep, you just 
you know, get some, warm up some water, put your oatmeal in a jar, uh, pour the water over it, and then a, ta- a teaspoon of uh, ACV or apple cider vinegar. Put the cap, put the lid on the jar, and then uh, cook it in the morning. It's almost instant. It is almost like instant oatmeal. It cooks up so fast, and it's much more digestible. And then, um, and then we have a little Gouda cheese with that, or we put uh, butter in that for sure, a little bit of butter and some sea salt. And we're not hungry for hours. We don't even eat lunch. We just pretty much we eat a late breakfast, and then we eat dinner. And that's mm-hmm. so satisfying. Yeah, I find. Satisfying food. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's all really good. How about dinner? You talk in your book about going traditional. What do you mean by that? When I say traditional, I mean that our ancestors knew how to prepare grains. See, they sort of knew that grains were a little bit hard to digest. And what I want to what I want to communicate is this really interesting thing that has happened in the last 50 years, maybe 60 years to our more modern society, and that is that Grains are not so bad, but what's happened is to to us is we're eating too much of it, and I think that's what what has caused the digestive problems. And I know that was true with me. When you think of the typical way in which most people eat, they have their breakfast cereal along with toast. So ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, they're hungry again, so that they go and they get at the at the vending machine a. a some other grain like pretzels or some something to eat for before lunch, and then lunch is a sandwich, right? More bread, and then then again a snack, right. some sort of grain, and then dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's how most people eat, and mm-hmm. that's too much grain. And yeah. then then what's ha- what happened is about in the 1950s, the processed food industry really put on a campaign to get women to feed their children and families more processed food. And that had more gr- yeah, really, really refined grains. So what happened is in around that time, a dentist named uh, Price Pottinger noticed that all of his patients were having such terrible cavities. And it was such such a marked change that he was so concerned that he decided to, to close his practice and go and study healthy people and find out what people did who didn't have the the modern the modern processed foods and what he found is that these remote cultures knew how to process knew how to eat healthy fats plus they knew how to prepare grains properly and what they did was they soaked their grains. So instead of just grabbing their, you know, uh, harvesting the wheat right away or harvesting the rice right away and then just eating it, they didn't. They processed it in a healthy way, in a sort of a, uh, they soaked it or they did something to it overnight or even for several days. In The Native Indians did that too. Native Americans did that too with much of their grains. So what what I'm seeing is that we can go and look at way the way traditional people prepared their grains before they cooked it and before they served it. So I think that's what uh, this is not. We didn't talk too much in the book about it, but but 
we I talk about it in my emails to people, and that is a better way to to um, eat your grains, oatmeal, brown rice, non gluten mm-hmm. grains, so that they're even more digestible for you. And they don't even okay. take that much more time to prepare. So that's mm-hmm. what I mean by traditional and how how uh, processed food industry has really changed the way people view eating, uh, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. grains at all your meals. Gluten is in everything. It is in ice cream. It is in salad dressings. It is in everything because it makes it thicker. Uh, it's even on your envelopes. Yeah. It's in your it's in your chewing gum um, because again it holds it together. So Gee. that's what I mean. But I think that's part, part the part of the problem with our digestion. I, I I think that's been one of the untold stories of the gluten uh-huh. story and the grain story. So over time, if you can. Straighten out your digestion. You can go back to eating some grains if you prepare it properly and you stay away from wheat but maybe eat more brown rice. And Corn. And some of the non-gluten grains. Corn, uh-huh. If it's, uh, I think there's some really healthy, um, very well-done yeah. uh, organic, even corn tortillas. I don't have the brand name in front exactly. of me, but, but they, yeah, they no, are I, really healthy. Yeah. Done well. I get those from mothers. So, <laughs> They're good. Yeah. Now that's a that's a store here in in Southern California, but but Whole Foods is national, and I know they carry it too. So. Right. So it's right. kind of fun to start exploring this. It doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be overnight. Take it one step at a time. Slowly, slowly. Uh, learn as you go. Take your body through these these steps and uh, kind of use your body as an experimental thing and learn how, <laughs> how you react. Because, like I said, some people yeah. do not, cannot have a lot of carbs. And some people can, and they need to have more protein and more vegetables. Other people, like my husband and I, we can have a lot of potatoes and sweet potatoes. Like I have found, oh, this I'm in love with this yam now. It's called a Japanese yam. Because I don't know what happened to sweet potatoes this summer, but I couldn't find them. And I don't really care for yams. They're healthy, too. Don't get me wrong, but for mm-hmm. me, my, ta- my taste. So, But we have found Japanese yams, and they are so delicious. And they are I think they're a nice dark color, and mm-hmm. they're creamy on the inside. They're not stringy. Do you go so, to a Japanese store love- for them? No, no. Mother's carries it. Um, Sprouts doesn't. I bet Whole Foods does. I get mine from Mother's um, Market. Again, oh, okay. that's a Southern California store. I don't think they're Do you bake them? National. I, I bake them, and then, uh, well, first I slice them. Uh, I slice them first because they bake faster. Mm-hmm. I slice them mm-hmm. like um, so that they would be not as thin as chips or anything like that, but just thin, thinner. Then, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I put them on a cookie sheet and cook them up. They take about an hour, an hour and a half because I like them well done. And then I, my husband likes to eat them with sea salt. Him just take it warm, especially right out of the oven, and put sea, mm. use them with sea salt. And he loves Gouda cheese. Let me tell you about Gouda in a minute. It is the best cheese because it has vitamin K2, but I'll explain that in a minute. Um, but then I like to use coconut oil. And mm-hmm. peanut butter, oh my gosh, it is like the best dessert. 
to me. That's the best dessert, <laughs> peanut butter and coconut oil. I'm not really like fat or butter. anything, but oh, I love <laughs> almond butter too. Peanut butter, almond, almond uh-huh. butter is actually better for you, I think, than peanut butter. Um, yeah. But I yeah. just love the taste of it. But Gouda cheese. I wanted to throw out these little tidbits that I've learned along the way. Vitamin K2 is one of the most least known vitamins. And uh, I'll talk about it uh, in the next blog post um, because vitamin K2 is one of those vitamins that takes the calcium that we eat either in food or if you take it in supplement form. Um, Some experts believe we shouldn't take it in supplement form. I don't really take it in supplement Mm -hmm. form. But if you eat... If you eat like good, healthy, unprocessed raw dairy, you get it you lot a lot of that in calcium there. But anyway, what vitamin K two does is it takes the calcium that you eat and it guides it to where it should go in your bones and your teeth. Because if we do not have good vitamin K two, the calcium ends up in your arteries where you don't want it. That's a problem. Uh. So much widespread calcium issues. Um, this woman that I've learned this from, I'll have to find the name of uh, what, what uh, her name is. Just look up um, the unknown vitamin, vitamin K2, and you'll get her. Um, mm-hmm. She's fantastic. I've learned so much from her. Gouda cheese is one of the a good source of that. Another good source of it, which I have, I'm don't, I'm a kind of concerned to eat it because it's it's really gross tasting, but um, it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's that stuff that you eat. It's called. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. I'll think of it. It's soy, but it's not. It's not. It's fermented soy. What am I thinking of? Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. It's. It's not very good tasting. It smells mm-hmm. horrible. They say, but it's also one of the best, best, best sources of vitamin K2. <laughs> so. Um, I'll think about it in a minute. We'll be hurrying out to get that um, one. <laughs> yeah, that's why I haven't tried it because I don't. But Gouda, by the way, is very good tasting. You won't have any trouble with that at all. So well, that's, that's a really great. So anyway, well, let's yeah. uh, let's talk about the dessert you wanted to share with with our listeners. Okay. Okay, especially in the summertime. Now, if you're in from mm-hmm. if you're in Australia, like some of my, Roz's um, people, you're getting into winter. So, but I can eat frozen stuff anytime. But mm-hmm. here in California, we need to cool off a little bit. So this is called um, a chocolate banana uh, banana pops. Chocolate banana pops. It's on my blog today at kathyfran.com. Okay. So. Um, you can even Google it, chocolate banana pops with the name Kathy, and you'll get get to it. So um, what you're going to do is take one large banana. This will serve two. So if you want to, you know, serve more than just double it. So you get mm-hmm. one large banana. Then you get chopsticks or some sort of wooden sticks, and you're going to cut mm-hmm. the banana in half and put Put those sticks inside those the banana and freeze it. Oh, okay. Or, okay. Another way you can do this is just how you have fro- frozen bananas on hand, like I do. I love to have frozen bananas in smoothies. Yeah, I do it. So for I just smoothies. have a lot of frozen bananas. Yeah. Mhm. So just do that, um, or if you just are going to do it tonight, then freeze them. It just takes a couple hours. 
Then in the meantime, what you want to do is take two tablespoons um, of cacao powder. Get the unprocessed kind if you can get it. And then three tablespoons of coconut oil and uh, half a teaspoon of some sort of sweetener, either liquid stevia or maple syrup if you're okay with that kind of sugar. And then just Mm -hmm. mix it up together in a bowl. Um, right now in the summertime, coconut oil is liquid, right? So you don't have to worry about melting it. But in the wintertime, you're going to have to melt it. That's right. Right? That's so true. So, yeah, it's just liquid right now. So mm-hmm. so anyway, you mix it all up, and then after it's fro- the banana is frozen, you bring it out, and then you just kind of roll it around in that shallow dish. You can also put on some kind of crunchy stuff like uh, almonds, or you can use like co- shredded coconut. It's one of my favorites to to do. Just kind of oh, that coat that too. too. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then you can put it back in the freezer for a little while, maybe a couple of minutes or ten minutes, if, or just eat it right away if you can't wait. Right. <laughs> and then it is so refreshing. It is so delicious. Like I, I said, I have it at my blog at Kathy Strand S T R. A H A N dot com, Kathy Strand dot com, or just Google um, chocolate banana pop with my name, and you'll get right to it. But um, it's so easy to do, and people, it just it looks really nice too, mm-hmm. and it's fun. Well, we that was all a kind uh, of good really great. Yeah, no, that that's a great way to end our show with dessert. <laughs> we're um, oh man, it is so true. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, listeners, um, we've been talking with Kathy Strand about healthy eating, gluten-free, along with some other great ideas for healthy eating. And where can the listeners purchase your book? Well, you can go to Amazon. Um, I don't know if you have my book cover on the on the. Um it is. Uh-huh. On your it's website. On our, it's on our but, website. But it you is. know what I want but I want to do something special for your for your listeners. Oh, cool. I want them, I want to give it to them for free. So, all, it's really easy. You just go to the gluten free girls and make it plural girls.com. And we're giving this book away for free just for your listeners because it's I, we just really want to do that for special people who are listening to your show. So you just go to the gluten G L U T E N girls with an S girls dot com. And um we want oh, to that's you terrific. Out and stay in touch with you that's just and provide one on one help. So Wonderful. Well, you know, our really our live show will end up um going into podcast with iTunes and the majority um of the, we find the majority of the people that have missed our shows um, access it through iTunes. So, um, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, that could go, be going on for, for many months. <laughs> so, just Good. To let you know. I'm glad to know that. That's fantastic. I'm glad to do that because we, this is the kind of information that should get into everyone's hands, and then we, we really just want to keep in touch with people and help them on a, on a one-to-one basis, so. Thank you, Denise, oh, for what That's so great. Thanks for joining us, Kathy Strand. Take care. You're welcome. Be healthy. Bye-bye now. Stay wise. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. 
All right, listeners, that concludes our show for today. Please join us again next Wednesday. We'll have another great guest, another great show. We're here to teach you and hopefully to inspire you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye for now. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?